Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik Picardian. Jared Brandon, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death that you're listening to our little show where we talk about guitar gear. Yes. And talk about the people who make guitar gear. Yes. And talk about the people who, who, uh, like... You know, uh, demo and 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 do Live all and kinds breathe. of all the things. Guitar gear, yes, movers and shakers in the scene, Daddy-O. Yeah, cool. Yes, cool. and tonight we've got a very special guest. All right, special guest, who are you? I'm Ty from Shock the Fox. All hey! right, Shock the Fox. Yeah. Well, we're gonna dig into that one. I'm sure you get a lot of questions about that. Ty, where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm outside of Chicago, a little town called Libertyville. Tom ah. Morello, believe it or not. Ah, oh, yes, Tom of Rage Against the Machine, in, in, in case anybody doesn't know that, which, you know, there's also a few out there. with Bruce Springsteen. What? I saw him play with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, really? Yes, and I'm serious. I, I know you're like, that's not the right guy. No, I like, believe it. Yes, it I believe it. He's he's out there. Yep. He, he does things. Yep. Um. Yep. All right, well, uh, good for all you Bruce Springsteen fans. Um, (laughs) And uh, we have got a a lovely show tonight for you, everyone. Um, We're going to talk to Ty about his cool guitars. Ty, where can people find the things that you do right now? Uh, Probably where they can find most of the things is on my Instagram, on Shock the Fox. I do most of my stuff there. I, I do the occasional YouTube video, but yeah, the, the Instagram page is where most of it is. I also have a website, but I update that once a year for crying out loud. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll work with that. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, please head over and just kind of see what he's up to. So you have an idea of what we're, what we're doing tonight and all that business. Uh, Let's see, Tony. Yes. Do we? Is there anything that you have as far as like announcements go? Let me think. Um, no, I don't think I have any announcements. Do I you? do. What? Well, we got a lovely note from Paul von Eppinger. Eppinger. Eppinger, like germanium. Germanium. Yes. I love germanium. Uh, he says knobs. Uh, exclamation point. Which, if I just left that there, that could mean different things, to different people. So glad I found uh, can finally support this podcast. It's Gur like germanium. It's Jur Jur like germanium. <laughs> I messed that up. It's Jur like giraffe. Um, <laughs> so his his uh, favorite gear that he's using is the EVH fifty one fifty guitar uh, or his Fender sixty six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm not really familiar with this. It's one of those mashup guitars that that uh, Fender put out a couple of years ago. It's kind of like a cross between a. I can't remember. I think if it's a Jazzmaster or Strat. It's 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 got it's just got you know it's they they did that alternate universe series a while back. Okay, is it like a hard tail, like a like a. Uh... Never mind. It I'm might be like right a there. strat with uh with a jaguar control plates. It's okay. it's it's some it's some very strange thing, but all right. You know. 
Fair enough. Uh, he runs that through an Ampeg GVT52-112. Oh, yeah, I know that, that sounds one. sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sure that one, yeah. I'm uh. sure it sounds great. Um, it's a, he's a chorus nut. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's got three choruses on his board. That's, oh, my. That's, uh, well, you're getting into some serious, like, shoegaze territory with that. Uh, just got an old blood noise excess, and it's blowing my mind. That's what, we've heard that many times. We actually had the release of that pedal on our show when they came on way back when. He says, uh, I love the banter in the interviews, and mostly when Todd is right all the time. Oh, Todd is always oh, yeah. right. Oh, wait. <laughs> Somebody uh-huh. added somebody added that to my notes. All um, the time. I actually won an Instagram giveaway a few years back for a Mythos and Pedal or Pine Box Pedal. Oh, those are both cool. Yeah, I think uh, that was the content. That was the t- 2019 or 2020. I've been listening since a month before that contest. Honestly, I just wanted to support. I have two young kids, and my wife's working schedule is limiting. I haven't played with a band since before COVID, and I don't. Uh, live in band-friendly area. That's a bummer. Mm. Your podcast keeps me motivated to create and keep practicing. Well, that is fantastic to hear, and I'm glad that we can um, bring a little bit of guitar sunshine to your not-guitar environment. Uh, And Todd, while you were reading that, I did some uh, very very fast research, and the Fender 66 Mm -hmm. is actually a jazz-based body made mated with a six string neck oh and it's uh it's kind of got a uh i don't know what you would call it that'd it's, be heavy that's be heavy yeah well, not necessarily it's bigger than a what i would call you know than a jazz master yeah but yeah that um and somebody played something like prince that. played one no <laughs> <laughs> he would have to be a, a mini jazz bass. You need a kickstand for that thing. So, but anyhow, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a cool guitar. All right. Well, thanks for that, Tony. That's Appreciate what I'm. It. That's what I'm here I, for, Todd. You're so helpful. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, um, that's it for the uh, big announcements. You know that we have at the front of the show. We talk about all kinds of new things as we're about to. And if you're a brand new listener, this is going to be really fun. If you're an old time <clears> listener, <throat> it's still going to be fun. But you're going to kind of know what we're doing. Don't change that dial. I won't. Uh, let's figure out what's going on in our music worlds this week, Tony. Oh wait. What? Wait, 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 wait. Before I say it, before I, before I forget, I don't want to forget. By the time this comes out, I will be uh, pretty much about to be going. I will. It'll mm. be a couple days before Nam. Ah. If you are at Nam, if you are going to Nam, please, I would love to meet you. If you're there, reach out, DM me on Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Um, wherever you're at, and and we'll try to we'll try to meet up and and uh, let have me a get burger. Like, maybe not a burger. Have a pizza, or just say hi, or have or, a fish. Or have a yes, have a fish. Yes, we can we can share a Jolly Rancher stick. <laughs> I regret to tell everybody that I will not be there. I'm very sorry. You'll have to settle for Todd, and yeah, I also true. will not be there. So you'll have to settle for Todd. Yes, but Billy will be there. Billy's gonna yeah. Billy will be with me. And Johnny Morales. Oh, that's right. From Oakland Guitar. That's right. Oh, Johnny. So yes, it's gonna be fun, fun, fun. And uh, let's find out what's going on in this world and in your music worlds this week. The lovely 
the hairy. The boisterous. Boisterous. Tanya Belonsky is going to lead this off. Yes. And then we're going to find out what's going on with Ty. As per usual. Well, Todd, I this week I have been thoroughly happy, happy, happy. Um, in the mail, not too terribly long ago, came my brand spanking new treble booster from R2R Electric. Super cool. Ooh. That's I, got the nine volt plug in. Yes, this one he added that. Yeah. I think yours doesn't have that. Mine has just Great a battery. Company. Yeah, he did send Great a battery company. along with it too, in case you want to run it off of a battery. But Chris. I don't know what what he does over there. His uh, he just works some magic. Um, He's a genius. Yeah, I would something like that. So uh, this is based on the classic uh, treble booster circuit. Um, the major difference between this and any other is well, one the components that Chris uses they're all new old stock, new old stock vintage. You know the the transistors and the capacitors yeah. and everything. It's worth saying that this is the amp amp top. This oh that's right. This is the amp top version, which uh, some people shy away from because you can't stomp it on and off. But to me, a pedal like this is meant to be on all the time. Yeah, that's you, fair. I mean, you can always turn it off. There's a f- toggle on there. So what makes this particular amp top pedal is on the back there is a six way um input tone circuit and you know it's isolated circuits that's the other big thing you know so think of it as like a veritone that gibson put on some guitars except um it's what, what this circuit does is it filters out you know i think the very the the zero position is standard whatever the the, the very know, first dollars arbiter yes. yeah and then as you gradually work your way it up it lets more and more and more of the base free base and mid frequencies yeah. through it yeah and where that really comes in handy um is if you're using multiple guitars yeah and you, one guitar say has single coil pickups like a strat yes and then the other guitar is a les paul with humbuckers if you need more bottom end to come through the thing, you just turn that that variable switch, variable tone switch up, and it's it's great. It's a great sounding. Uh, I, I'm just just thrilled that he was able to put one together for me. Yeah. Um, the transistor that he's using, uh, well, the classic transistor is an OC44, which uh, are almost impossible to get now. But what he used in this one is an OC45 which was the improved version of the OC44. Right. Uh, more reliable. And uh, so this that's kind of, I mean, just the, the, the componentry alone is... Well, and he lists the components on yes. the inside, which is a really cool feature because yep. a lot of times you'll get a pedal and you're like, I, I wonder what was what is in here. And, yep. and he lists everything. And this yeah. has a lot of components because it's not, um, you know... Most of the standard pedal size uh, treble boosters are, even if they have some kind of variable to them, those those things are running in in series, right? Um, because uh, you can't have all that stuff inside a pedal; it's just too much stuff. It's a too much it's it's stuff. A, it's a too much. Um, and 
that is I remember when we were talking to him about it he's like that's kind of the magic of of yeah and and that's why it's hard for people to actually capture that same that the like the it's a giant tone, tone chamber that's yeah. why larger pedals always sound better <laughs> <laughs> um, I read that on the internet yes well it must be true <laughs> so anyhow I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I, I sent uh, Chris a message telling him how much I love You've it. You've got to figure out a better setup at your place so that you can have some of this stuff like on full time. Yeah. That isn't, you know. Precariously perched. Precariously teetering on destruction. Yes. Ah, I love chaos. I, I know. Yes. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, that's my week. Okay. That's that's a lovely week. Tyler, how about yourself? Sorry, Ty Tyler, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, it's one of those weird weeks for me where I'm I'm doing a final setup of a guitar, and you know, it's like I'm sure you guys understand this. You know, whether you've ever built a guitar or not, I'm sure you've restrung plenty. Like when you you're putting the strings on it, and you get to actually hear it even unplugged for the first time. So I'm doing a little the the tweaks on a build that. And what's cool about that one, and I won't even share it here, it's for someone and they don't even know they're getting it. It's oh, a that's thank cool. which is which is pretty cool. Uh, and the, I've also been buried in stainless steel frets for the last you know day and a half. So I've got lots of little cuts and scrapes on my fingers because I always oh. like to, to do the the semi hemi ends uh-huh. on all of my frets. So it takes and I try to do it beforehand. Because doing it afterwards, it's always such a pain in the butt to do it afterwards. You're always scraping the fretboard or whatever. And, and yeah, so I've been buried with uh, stainless steel frets for the last couple of days, which is that's kind of no crappy. <laughs> but as I mentioned earlier, I will also be going to NAM uh, this year. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going as a... I guess it's more of a recon trip. I'm going to, you know, I, I've always considered like, a, you know, being part of that boutique guitar showcase. And yeah, I figure I'll go and check out and see what some of my buddies are doing before I fully commit to something like that. It's scary. You know, you're a builder. It's something like that's scary to to throw yourself out there to that big of a public audience, even oh, though yeah. I'm on Instagram and there's plenty of people that can find me there. But I think that makes sense if it doesn't. Well, be sure and, and hit me up. Uh, but also, and I would suggest anybody is else that, a, that is that for a burger, the pizza, or <laughs> the Jolly Rancher? What was it? What Jolly was the Rancher option? or fish? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, or a salad. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for those that are considering going, will be there. Whatever. Please, 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 make sure that you seek out Honey Tea Guitars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is he going to be there? He's going to be there. Cool. And. We've had him on the show before. His work is, I mean, he's kind of like the flipping uh, Michelangelo of guitar making. I mean, it, it, his stuff is just incredible. It's all hand, literally hand-tooled, everything. And yeah. it is it is absolutely stunning stuff. Please check him out. Say hi. Give him some support. He's coming from Germany. Previously Australia. Previously coming from, he was there from Australia. And and if you recall, um, I think we, well, if nobody heard that episode, uh, go check out Honey Tea Instruments. But, um, you know, this guy, he he came from Australia to go to NAM, and they put him in the tiniest <laughs> alcove of a window over by the drums. And it was oh, so... It was- 
I, 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 I was walking by and I saw the guitar that I'd shown Jared and Tony so many times, right. this blue and gold guitar. And I said, oh my gosh, that's the guitar. That's the guitar. And I ran over there and the, he, he, I'm sure he was, he was feeling like he was about to be assaulted or something because I, I just started blabbering like I'd known him for a long time mm -hmm. just because I sought out his work. Nice. Um, super nice guy. Incredibly talented. Please check out Honey Tea. Yeah, he's actually doing a. I, 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 I'm familiar with him. He's actually doing this really cool. I don't know. I, I guess you'd call it a. I guess it's a, a semi-hollow or a hollow body right now, where it's got this. It's a full hollow, yeah. Full hollow, where it's got this amazing flame maple, natural burst, if you will, almost all going into like a, a gothic cross. It's amazing, man. Mm. Amazing craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah, and that's all hand done with uh, Japanese um, uh, cutting tools. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, please uh, do that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's see. How about Jared? Oh, by the way, his, his name oh. is his name is Stephen. So Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen. Stephen Honeytea. Steve. <laughs> yes. All right, Honey Jared. Tea. What's up with you, man? Oh man. So um, my buddy Mike, I had a band with a long time ago. Started writing music again. Ah. Um. He's in a good spot. He's as far as his life is going. Uh, he is going to be a computer security guy. So he's going to, you know, some bank's going to hire him, and he's going to be their computer security. So, oh, uh, and he and I, I called him about a year ago. I'm like, hey, write some music. He's nah, I'm going to school right now. I'm going to be his computer security guy, and then. Uh, Lately, he's like, so you know, wait, are you I, saying he does computer security? He might. Okay. So not yet, but he's going to because he's getting his degree in that. And uh, he was thinking about it, thinking about it. And he started writing music again and he sent it to me and I couldn't open it. Are they was, are they songs about being a computer security guy? Like Wichita Lineman? I don't I don't want to reveal. Oh, very that I keep it a secret. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's cool. So, are you going to be involved in that again? So, anyway, I'm going to continue with my story. He sent it to me, and I tried to open it, op open the file in a iPad, and it won't work. And I'm like, "Why won't the file work?" He's like, "Oh, I'm writing this stuff. We're using GarageBand. It's very low tech." It's like we're using the, or I'm using an iMac. So or that's what he said. And I'm like, iMac. I'm like, so why won't it? He's like, you cannot, like, there's a different version of GarageBand for iMac and it will not work. Those files that you write on MacBook and iMac will not work on the iPad right. or the iPhone. Right. And uh, so I bought me a, a MacBook. Really? Yay. So I now have a MacBook and I'm using it. It's a great, uh, it's, a, it's used, it's a 2020. I got it for a really good price. Um, nice. And uh, it's a great little device, man. I like it. It's easy to use. You need to get, you need to get uh, some, some uh, computer security on there. I know a guy. Actually, my brother does that too. So. Oh. Uh, so anyway, starting to play music again and with the new guitars that I've got since the last time we did this, it's really fun to incorporate new guitars and 
um, stuff like that. Especially, I, I think I mentioned my uh, Les Paul Custom uh, Access. Yes, uh, we talked about a few that weeks last ago. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's nice and nice and light. Uh, stop bar sounds it's sounds great. Nice. So yeah, just kind of playing music again. It feels good, and this time it's just hobby and fun, and uh, so it's. It's great, man. It's it's a really good feeling to to make music, even if three and people in the world hear it. So, yep, yep. So I started to do that, and it's it's a lot of fun. Good, good to hear. I'll have to let you try out the Amped One, uh, the Black Star Amped One, which would be absolutely like flipping perfect for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I use my HT60 uh, Black Star that has an uh, a oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You can go straight out from that. It went straight in, and it sounds fantastic. Oh, that's perfect! I forgot about that. Yeah, it's and I've had this thing for like ten years. Yeah, Lex is a great man. Nice. Um, speaking of Black Star, we're gonna have them on the show again. Oh, well, because they've got two new incredible additions to their lineup, um, and it's definitely worth talking about. So yes, more to Holy come on that. Speaking about amps. Yeah. Uh, Z Sounds is buying Marshall. Did you guys know that? No, I didn't hear that. Z Sounds is buying. I heard that. Freaking Marshall. Wow. So that could go Weird. a couple of different ways. Mm. I don't, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see what happens. I wonder if they're going to try to do just exclusive. I bet Marshall. I, I think that was really smart from Marshall, honestly. It's all in the headphones. Well, they, it had been in the family for all these years, and finally I think people either lost interest or moved on. Well, well they're not, or, yeah, I mean, because everything's, not everything is getting smaller, but it, you know, they're not, the need for like a, a half stack mm-hmm. on stage anymore is not the same as it used to be. I agree. It's, it's still out there, but it's just not, the, it's not, uh, it's not the number one thing, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so the cabs, yeah, the cabs are really difficult to sell. They're difficult to move around. But if, <clears> but like my amps, <throat> I still have a couple of vintage Marshall tube amps and a newer tube amp, and I'll keep those because you can run as. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just talking about like their new product, which is what they would be making the money off yeah. of. I mean, I got the Origin 50, and I really do like that. But that's one model that you know, you got to have a, a full line that you're really selling the living crap out of in order to stay alive with that. So it'd be interesting True. to see what they do. Do they end up going the way that Blackstar has kind of started to go a little bit with um, yeah. smaller units, super highly digitally compatible and everything? Or, I think or what? They, I think they should go back to the original 8x12 cabinets. Oh, yeah, the 100 waters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really, yeah. uh, that would be a smart move. Uh, anyways, so yeah, let, we'll, we'll just all see how that develops. Um, I think that, actually, I saw the, the, the press release for that, and I'm sorry, but whoever wrote that did not do Marshall any favors there. Mm. Because the first thing they said was they sold it to the company that put out like their their headphones and their other things. Oh. That developed their headphones and, and the other things, which is what they really took a lashing over. Yeah. You know, all those little weird things that they were making that weren't amps. I, I, I'm still a fan of the uh, Marshall mini refrigerator. Yeah. That's a cool thing. It is a cool thing. 
but it's not an amp. So uh, no, not really. I, if if they, that I just don't think that helped them. You know, in the eyes of us and the people who actually want to champion a brand like that. Hmm. True. So I don't need a Marshall fridge. Yes, you do. Everyone yeah. needs one. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, anyhow, how about you, Todd? Well, um, I. I guess the biggest thing was I did make a connection online with a a, a pretty popular um, uh, demo person for our, for Flint Effects, which oh. if uh, I, I will go ahead and tell, I'm, oh, you know, I've been leaking beans. that out. Flint Effects spill is the beans. little side deal that I created um, that essentially we have a product out right now that has a um, it, it's it's specifically made for uh the hx stomp um and a couple other units like that like uh actually the hx stomp xl the ampero 2 mm-hmm. that's the hot tone uh i did get clarification i think that thanks to mark peget our hero um the hot tone uh ampero 2 the eventide h90 mm-hmm. and the valatron GP200. Those are all really popular units right now that are using a similar uh, knob, a similar digital control set of knobs. And these knobs, especially like if you have an HX stomp, it is actually like touch sensitive. So if you even, it's like, you know, those lamps when you just touch them and they turn on and off. Mm-hmm. Those those little knobs have that capability. They're also, they, you can press them down and they are fully rotational. So, so these are like protecting your presets and so you don't accidentally. If you step, step on, on one of those, it, 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 yeah, I mean, the, the, it's not like you're going to get that repaired probably. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is, but it could go very badly. From my perspective, I've got a, you know, size 13 shoe and me running up in the middle of a gig trying to, I realized that I was, not stepping on that pedal like I stepped on my other pedals. Mm, you were being ginger. Right, which took me out of the moment. Yes. And so I said, wait a minute. Anyways, so we created a product that protects those knobs. and uh, I it, believe it's a patented it is a It is a patent pending, yes. Oh, patent pending. Patent pending. So nobody else can have that. A PP. A PP, yes. Which is also the same as patent applied, applied for, by the way. Is it? It is. Yeah, huh? Uh, patent I guess patent you... applied for was came first, and then they said patent pending. Okay, um, but essentially it's the same thing. Okay. Anyways, um, so I made a connection with somebody that I had been watching, trying to learn about my own HX Stomp and how best to use it, mm-hmm. and I liked what he was doing. So I said, "Hey, can I send you uh, some of this stuff?" And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely. These things look fantastic. Let me check them out." So I sent him out a package. We've got seven colors. If you go to flinteffects.com, you can see those seven colors. And if you have one of those units, you can get one. So who you can is also this, who get is it right this? off of Instagram. I got the shop going on Instagram. Who is this mystery uh, demonstrator? It's a, it's a guy. You know, until we get it sorted out, I don't want to leak that uh, out. Yeah, so. Um, but I'm going to be looking for some other ones, too. So, um, anyways. I can demonstrate how, stomping on, on top of the plastic pieces. Yes. And they look cool. And <laughs> two of them are UV. So they they glow, yes. The orange and the uh, green, the glow, glow in on the dark. stage. Yeah, that's kind of really cool. cool. I like that idea. Anyways, they're ten bucks. You're gonna <laughs> save your six hundred dollar plus pedal 
that's for called, ten bucks. That's why wouldn't you do that? Cheap insurance. Cheap insurance. That's exactly right, and it looks cool. All uh, right, uh, and they're indestructible. Did I mean uh, virtually indestructible? Oh, don't don't claim uh, that. Uh, we've got a patented uh, a patented tension cage that holds it on. So if you put it on your board, it's not going to go falling off or flying. Uh, that's smart. It doesn't need any crazy sticky glue or tape or anything. You just put it on. All right, there's my commercial. Nice. Um, but that but I was excited because I was like, yeah, all right, finally we're going to get this out and get somebody who's got a bigger voice in in. Per- particularly for this type of thing Mm -hmm. on YouTube uh, out there. So uh, anyways, more to come on that. Hey, Ty. Hey. You know, um, I'm sure as a guitar builder, you from time to time need to plug those guitars in and try them out. Maybe even through like a pedal board or something, right? I mean, it's part of the process, sure. Yeah. So what if I told you that you could get some incredible patch cables for very little money, and they'll take up very little space. You've got me intrigued. I'll say it that way. Okay. I want you to go over to Tour Gear Designs and check out their line of flat patch cables. And the plugs at the ends are literally... They're not not flat. They're round. The, The plug part. The plug part is, but it's literally the size of a typical output jack. Or a quarter-inch jack. And the diameter. And the diameter of it. So these are teeny tiny. The cable itself is flat. It comes in a couple different uh, directions. There's an S and a C. Is that right? S and a C shape. So that if you need to go from a side mount to a top mount or between two side mounts or what have you. And all the different lengths. That's the big one for me. The lengths are incredible because you you can get whatever you need. That's right. But I'm looking up right now. I even see there's a three inch, which is perfect. Yeah, yeah. That they and they go up to what twenty four inches or I something think, like that. I think twenty four. And you know that's that's the one when you need to go from one side of your uh, pedal oh, board to the other, uh, underneath what have you. Yeah, if you got a two row pedal board, you got to make a Z, I imagine. Yeah. So I want you to do one more thing after you load up your cart with all these cables that you're going to buy. Yep. There's a place for a coupon code, and if you type in the guitar knobs, all one word, all lowercase, you'll save an additional ten percent. I'm all over this. It's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's really a great way to go. These cables are, I think, reasonably priced to begin with. Uh, they ship fast. They come from out of Canada, but when I ordered mine, I had them in my hands probably about three or four days after I ordered them. So. Uh, don't let that be a deterrent. Um, and right now, the American dollar is strong against the Canadian dollar. So, <laughs> well, I'm even getting better. Ready to, I'm, I'm getting ready to, to rebuild a, a pedal board, anyways. I'm trying to make something pretty cool. So, this might be the perfect time for me. That sounds great. I think go over to Tour Gear Designs, enter your coupon code. You're going to save some money. You're going to be happy you did. Perfect. Uh, thank you to Tour Year Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Ty, Tyler of Shock the Fox. I almost said Fox the Shock, but that would it would have come out very different, and then it wouldn't have sound <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't no. have been PG anymore. Uh, anyways, tell us your four on the floor. Yeah, so it's funny when when I was thinking about this and and having listened to you guys before, it, 
I, I didn't know how to narrow it down to four. Is that a typical problem? It can be. <laughs> so I, I actually just saw just yesterday, I saw this really cool uh, Rick Rubin interview where he, he was talking about how he came up with you know the songs on an album. And, and what he said is, he goes, I always have the band pick out the four or five that are their best. And then out of the other 20 songs we have, we only add in the ones that make those that are the, their favorites that much better. So I kind of use that same model, but with a little different approach. So I, I picked out my two favorites out of the gate. And then I said, all right, what are the other ones that make it better? Uh, actually, you've had these guys on before. The, the Copper Sound Pedals, the Captain Hook. Oh, octave, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Octave Fuzz Boost. I, I think there was like a limited run at one point from Chicago Music Exchange where they got so many of them. And I don't, I think that's where I got it. Uh, and Nathaniel Murphy, who I think he goes by Zeppelin Beretta. He's a guitar player out of Chicago Music Exchange. Arguably the greatest guitar player on the planet right now. Yeah, more than likely. I, he did a, an amazing review of some of their pedals. And I ended up buying, because I'm just a sap, you know, you immediately think that, oh, my goodness, I need I need all of those that he's reviewing <laughs> from from Copper Sound right now. But the Octave Fuzz Boost, like the little combo pedal, I, I friggin love it. it. It's just you can have they're not even sounds that I normally play. And, and I think that that's what, what I did with a lot of my pedals that I picked for today, except for except for one. But. Yeah, it's just the, the the tone you can get out of that. And honestly, no matter what guitar you plug into it, it it's just amazing. I, I love it. I love the octave sounds, the fuzz sounds going with it. it. It's ridiculous. And there's just so much versatility in it. Probably the best way I can describe it. Uh, my next one. Yes. The MXR M305 Tremolo. And it's just... It's just one of those weird, like I was trying to decide, all right, I needed a tremolo in my, in my board at some point. And when I got it, I'm like, I'm never going to use this thing. I swear. I think I do more creative stuff with the tremolo just to just goofing around than any of my other pedals that I have, to be honest, which is weird. And, and I don't even know how I decided on that one, to be perfectly honest. I, I was just digging around. I'm like, oh, this one looks cool. I think I was like on Sweetwater or something like that. I'm like, oh, I think there's a cool demo for this one. I'm like, yep, perfect. I'll take that one with me. Uh, the <laughs> Number three, uh, the, the Wampler Plexi Drive Mini. Mm. And I, I'm a sucker for that AC30 sound. Mm-hmm. And... Someday I'll, I'll have my own vintage AC30. Uh, someday. Uh, I, I don't know when. Maybe I'll even try to make a, a version of one at some point. Uh, but yeah, that, that little pedal. And it, it was like one of those things where you can get the, the older one. I forget what the older one is, where it's like the full size model of that. Uh, that little thing is it's great. It's just it's a fun pedal. And, and lastly, this one, this was probably the first one that I selected out of the four. And it's just because it's been with me the longest. So take it back to the college days. It was the the early 90s, and I needed some type of crazy distortion, of course, like we all did. And uh, it's my DoD 55C Super Distortion. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. So I can I can use that thing, and I can quickly get to the the sounds that I liked at that time. The like the like social distortion. I, I mean, like I can you can mess with the dials enough to get close to that kind of sound. I don't know. It's just been with me the longest. I even think the old nine volt was you know 
corroded inside of it at one point, but I was able to, to to rescue it after digging it out and playing it with it long enough. But yeah, those are my four. Awesome. I think that's that's a good little setup. That's a nice set. Dig it, man. Uh, Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, And if you are interested in any of those pedals, I'm sure the builders would appreciate you taking the next step. (laughs) (laughs) Cha-ching. Yes, indeed. (laughs) So, Let's see. Shock the Fox. That is your guitar building company. And that's what we're going to be talking to you about. Uh, I think the biggest question on the table is what's up with the name? Yeah, I've made up this like so many stories to this. And it's so funny. Sometimes I hear some of the made up stories back to me, which makes it that much more fun. Uh <laughs> You know, it's like whisper down the lane kind of deal where like your stories eventually come back to you and it's completely like another made up version of that. But the the truth is, uh, when I finally made the decision to stop going to the corporate world job every day, uh, and that was, I think it's almost five years ago now, uh, it was one of those days where I was was sitting in my office and, and I had a couple of my buddies in there with me. They all knew that I was soon to be walking away and doing this kind of stuff for the rest of my life and spending more time with the kids. Uh, and by the way, I, I did it at a young age. It's not like I'm 72 over here for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> when I, I, I'm sitting around with them and, and of course I said, you know, I'm going to need a name of the, the company. And, and I thought of a crazy old exercise where I was like, all right, let's just come up with a, a, a stupid name. And I remember this from some marketing course I think I took at some point in my life. And, uh, I said to my one buddy, I go, I'm going to need you to give me a verb. And I went to my next buddy and I said, I'm going to need you to give me an article. And of course, that buddy said, what's an article? I said, well, that's uh, an or the. And uh, I said, I'm going to take think of a noun. And I go, just write it down on a little piece of paper and then then we're going to read them off. And then we're going to wait until we come up with something that's kind of cool. First time I point to my first buddy, he says shock. My next buddy says the, because I think that's the only article he can remember. <laughs> and then got to me, I said Fox, and that was it. That was the name of the company. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, that's, yeah, it, I, it, that's not so crazy. That's not so crazy. I mean, uh, it's well known that there are many actual artists out there, such as like Robert Smith from Ecure, who literally has a fishbowl full of phrases that he'll just <laughs> draw from. Well, honestly, like half of his songs are written like that. Yeah, so it, 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 it's not that deep. It's it's not like some of the. I'll tell you one of the, <laughs> one of the the funny stories I had it, it, at one point even, and this is you know this was, at the when I first walked away, I was not only doing the guitar stuff, but I was doing like, because I've always done woodworking as a hobby, like that was always my thing, my way to find peace, if you will, away from the the corporate world and from the family, uh, and that's just saying that lovingly, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it is, I did, I did some custom cabinetry and stuff for people in custom furniture. And, uh, one person asked me, you know, where's the shock, the Fox come from? And I, I, I think the fabrication I made up at that point was, you know what, at the end of this, I just want you to be so happy. I, I go, you know how difficult it is to surprise and shock a Fox. It's impossible. Uh, and, and my goal is for you to get so much more value out of this than you ever expected. You're going to be shocked when we're done. And so I realized then, like, yeah, I'm done telling that story. I'm just going to give the long one from now on. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Shock the Fox. Well, 
All right, that's it, everybody. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> it's been a great show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I, 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 I was even thinking, I'm like, man, do I, do I tell like the the journey of even like getting to this point where I am today? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's weird. How do I say this? All right. It's weird being a recognized brand. Is, is that sound fun? Like I'm a dude that grew up with friggin' hay in my hair for crying out loud. Like I'm, I'm a guy that goes to his garage and builds guitars, honestly, at the beginning for fun. And, and it's just odd and strange that now all of a sudden you're a, a recognized brand. And I had to stop. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> A squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's the the recognized brand thing. It, it really puts me back, to be honest. Like, I don't sell or try to sell a lot of merch, if you will, air quotes. I don't. I don't sell hats. I don't sell T-shirts. Normally, I'll give one to a buddy here, or if someone says, "Hey, I'd love to get one. Where can I get one?" If I have one, I'll just send it to them, because I, I, that's not really. I know too many people that spend 90% of their time doling out their merch. And I, I don't have time for that. I mean, I'm a husband and a dad first and guitar builder takes up all the rest of the time, you know? So yeah, I, I think what got me into it was being always being a guitar builder or guitar player, I guess. Uh-huh. And being a woodworker as my, my respite, I was like, you know, what's the most difficult thing that I can do to test my own skills? I was like, man, I'd love to build a guitar. I don't know if I can. Uh, So at the beginning, I was just building bodies. I was just building like telly bodies because I've always dug the telly shape. It's a classic shape. I dig it more than the strap. That's where basically everybody starts, right? I mean. Yeah. It's such a simple thing. And I – Honestly, I built those to the point where I was even, this is kind of funny, I was finding different makers of different, you know, different, I don't know, specifics. Like I found a guy that did nothing but knives. I I made a really cool telly body out of, you know, wood and stuff that I sourced locally. And and I sent him a telly body and I said, hey, if you ever want to finish it, all you got to do is buy a, you know, a neck and slap it on there and you got yourself a guitar, buy all the parts, et cetera. And I was doing this kind of like challenging other people and I was just giving them away, like challenging other people to, to, to make something, I guess, like to, to get the bug like I had. And it finally got to the point where, uh, Daryl Braun reached out to me. He had seen a bunch of my posts and you guys have probably seen his YouTube videos. Is that Lloyd Braun's brother? I I don't know who Lloyd Braun is, but it might be, uh, Daryl Braun guitar. He's got, almost like a million followers on YouTube for crying out loud. I think, uh, he's out of Canada. Good dude. He reached out to me and he was looking for a specific telly body. He was going to do a parts caster and I made one for him. And once he posted that video, it had a hundred thousand views in a matter of minutes for crying out loud. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was busy from that day forward. I've been busy a busy builder, if you will. That's I've fantastic. never had, to, wow. I've never had to, uh, like say, geez, I hope I can get some orders not, not to be weird. But then again, like my business model is different than most. Like I don't have a CNC. I don't, and I have nothing against like some of my favorite guitars, like Frank brothers guitars. 
are some of the coolest guitars out there and they do just about everything on CNC. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. For me, it's like the time that I have to spend doing that stuff is what's really, really cool. Like that just time, that visceral connection I get with some of these things, these guitars. I mean, hell, I, I, anyone that has one of my guitars, I always tell them, like one of the last things I say is just so you know, if you play this guitar every single day, you'll never spend as much time with this guitar as I have. <laughs> like I, I, I've touched every square millimeter of that thing a thousand times more than you ever will, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I finally got to a point where I said I'm not doing bodies anymore because I think you guys could probably imagine this. You probably put guitars together and throw necks on guitars before. Yeah. Uh, if, if it doesn't always fit perfect. And I never and I think of this whenever I build a guitar now, what can I do to ensure that this guitar never has to come back to me and I have to do a repair on it uh, because doing that and making sure someone's specific neck fixed, fixed a, a fit a body that I did or vice versa. I just, I was like, from that point forward, I'm only doing full builds. And when I open up my books each year, I normally, my books are normally full and I only take on maybe seven to 10 guitars a year. Uh, once I open up my books, they're typically full in a couple hours, which is kind of cool. And it makes for planning out the calendar year and what you're going to be doing much easier, if that makes any sense. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, it's fun, man. I, I, I love it. Like I, I can honestly say, even though I mentioned stainless steel fret days are kind of bad, I never have bad days in, in the workshop ever, which is awesome. <laughs> nice. That's, that's a good way to live, man. Few yeah. people have that opportunity. Yeah. And, and like, I never would have guessed, and I don't know if, if the, I keep saying brand and I keep doing air quotes, even though you guys can't see me doing it, I'm doing air quotes every stinking time, <laughs> which is funny. Like the whole shock the Fox thing. It, it's like me speaking about myself in the third person, which is weird. Uh, it is, I, I didn't expect it to be this big. I didn't, uh, and I mean, even like companies will reach out to me now just based on, you know, like the online presence and the, the social media influencing ability. I've got lots of different people reaching out to me now. And it's kind of weird and humbling and awkward, I guess I would say. Uh, but it's also cool. It's, it's given me lots of opportunities like uh, Stumac. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Stumac. Like I work with them a lot now and. Like they wanted me to be one of their 12 days of giveaways over the Christmas holiday, which was cool. So I got to go pick out a handful of tools that I liked and uh, I got to give them away. And of course, me being the, the dumb guy with the hand in my hair, for crying out loud, I I said, so do you want me to send these things to them when, when they win? They're like, no, 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 you keep those. We'll, we'll send them the tools. I'm like, wait, what? what? Oh, okay, sure. That sounds awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool stuff like that, but I, I've gotten to meet a lot of cool companies through this thing growing. And someone asked me recently, they said, how did you grow it like that? And the, the yeah, you got near 50,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. Like, and, and someone said like, how, how did you, how did you do it? And I, 
So the, the easy answer is, is I listened to my 14 year old. Uh, I asked him, what should I do? If I want this thing to be bigger, what should we do? And his answer was simply say, just post something every day. <laughs> like, okay, sure, bud. You know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. But I started doing that. And then I was like, all right, if I am going to post something, what, what am I going to post? And I have a really simple model. It's I like to post what I'm doing. I like to post the things that I think are cool. And I like to only use really cool woods in all of my builds. So it's it's typically something I think is cool, something that you know that I'm I'm doing, and it's something that's cool wood, and and that's it. Like it's simple, man. Uh, but from there, it just took off. I, I wish I could say I understand the almighty algorithm. I don't. But everything I post gets a ton of views. Like when you see something you post, it's got a million views. Like what? <laughs> that's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so. I don't know. People like figured woods. People like guitars. And that's kind of cool. I'm right in that sweet spot. Yeah. So what, what type of or style, I guess you should say, of guitar is your favorite to build? Uh, double cuts mm-hmm. is probably my, my favorite. Uh, and the reason is, is because I think, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I've just heard, I try not to be influenced by, how do I say this? What, the guitar world says about things like I, I don't like I I look at how like Gibson did their their double cuts and I you can look at the plans anyone can look up the plans and you say like wow they're Les Paul Juniors or their headstocks are always cracking off or then the necks need to be reset I'm like all right well how can I re-engineer that so that it doesn't have to happen y- you know what I mean so yeah, right right like for me, like that was the the fun part of the process is saying like, all right, how do I make my own version of a Les Paul Jr. or a double cut? Uh, but how can I change it so that you have access to the 24th fret easily and and so that there's really nothing holding you back to get there and still have be able to see a lot of the cool figured woods on the guitar I don't know. Just the the double cut to me is just one of the coolest, sexiest looking guitars out there, man. I, I love them. Yeah, I, it is. Yeah, it I is. would I, agree with that. Thank you. I, I love it. Like even it, it's funny, like, you know, if you've ever seen like how they, they put those tenons or set the necks in a Gibson, like they, even like the, the fenders, like a lot of things were done because it was, what's the best way to say it? It was the easiest way to do it in the least amount of steps. I, I hate to to simplify it that way, but really Leo Fender was the one that that made them so simple in the least amount of steps using the least amount of lumber. He he kind of mastered that, right? But sure. but Gibson came around and and you've got your you know you've got your 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 necks that are kicked back at three to four and a half degrees, depending on which one you're measuring. You got your headstocks that are 15 to 18 degrees, and that thing's all set in an attendant that doesn't go past the the neck pickup. Yeah. Wow, that's like it's just a and, and they even narrowed it. Like it's a tiny little tenon. If if I'm sure you've all seen them. Yep. And you say to yourself, no wonder that thing's snapping out of there or the headstock's snapping out. So like now I I, I run my tenons all the way back to the bridge. And what? 
you could almost say that it's a, a neck through. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, if it makes it all the way to the bridge, you're you're in, in neck through territory. Yeah, and and they had long tenons um, before they went to the shorter tenon in the early '60s. Oh, really? See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but not as long as what he's yeah. describing, Jared. Oh yeah, to the bridge pickup. That's super long. I, I didn't realize that you use that long of a tenon. That's that's very unusual. Yeah, and and I for me, like what what makes it I think difficult. I think for most like people that are they're cranking out tons of instruments is you know as opposed to the I'm doing air quotes again the boutique builder. Mm-hmm. What what makes it different is that means you you can't put the top on until after the neck has been placed in the body. And then you have to fit the neck, you know, the, the, the top of the body around the neck that's already been placed in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, it's like, it's really adding a bunch of extra steps that aren't typical. And it just for me, like, so one way I can, I, I'm really happy when I finally pick up an instrument, I'll explain it this way. When I finally pick up an instrument, when I'm, when I'm all set, when everything's all said and done, and if I can just lightly pluck the strings down by the bridge if I can feel them in my, you know, my hand down by the nut, I know I did it right. Mm. Like, th- does that make like? And when I say feel it on my hand, I'm not saying the strings, but like the back of the neck. If I can feel that, the that little light playing right there, like I know I did something right in in building this thing. So that's always been my approach. Like, how do I take these things? Like, even you know, a lot of people use carbon fiber rods, like. With the way truss rods are, are done today, you probably don't need them, but I put them in. Like I put them in, I, I run the carbon fiber through the end of the neck onto the neck break angle. And I, I do that because I don't want anything to break. I don't I don't want you, Todd, if you had one of my guitars, I don't want you to say, hey, Ty, I'm going to have to send this thing back to you. Everything's broken. Mm. That's the day for me because, as I said, like I've got my year planned out. <laughs> yeah that, that means someone else is going to be waiting a little while longer while i get that thing back in order if that makes sense yeah so how yeah. about in terms of pickups what do you like to use all right so yeah uh, a good friend of mine josh pitaro he's from righteous sound pickups and, and we have a very similar business model and that it's just one dude you know in, in his garage uh building pickups and I got to know him through someone else. It's like, I, I think you guys all understand. It's like in this business, you eventually meet everyone. Mm. And he just was real. I don't even know his history. Like, I don't know if he worked, he might've worked for Lawler at one point. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. All I know is the dude is a mad scientist. If I tell him what the guitar is made out of, if I tell him what I'm trying to to get out of the guitar or what the, you know, the, the buyer wants out of the guitar, He'll figure it out. Like even if, you know, the the person says, I want a P90, but, you know, I want it in a P90, but I want it to be this. He'll, he'll do it. And he's uh, he's done just amazing things for me. And like the cool thing for a guy like me is that and he doesn't do this for everyone. I'm sure he probably would because he's too nice of a stinking guy. Uh, is that as I'm building a guitar, if I want to match the the wood of the top of the guitar and have him do an insert in the pickup to match it. He will. And, and that's ridiculous. I mean, that's just really, really cool. So having that approach, like I did a, I did a guitar for, I don't know if you guys have ever heard like a, 
Ben Crow at a Crimson Guitars in the UK, he does this great guitar build-off every year. And he uh, he had this contest last year where he actually allowed in pro builders. I was like, all right, what's the definition of a pro builder? I guess it's if you have a website, if you sell guitars, you're a pro builder. So I went into this category and and I won it. And one of the, the big feedback was is I had this really cool piece of – it was a semi-hollow body of – Curly Shadua is this wood where the the light green ran all the way up the middle of the guitar and even crossed over the pickups. And then I picked it back up again, up north of the fretboard and then onto the headstock. And it was just like one of those cool features you just don't see in the off the shelf guitar, if that makes sense. But Josh was the guy from Righteous Sound. He was a dude that that helped me get to that point. You know what I mean? Like I just had a crazy idea. I was like, yeah, dude, we can do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool to to know people like that. They can just you can come up with crazy ideas, and they're not scared to to tackle it. Which I'm faced with probably nine out of ten times. Where it's, I mean, you're you're in this boutique guitar world, if you will. People are looking for a guitar that they've always dreamt of. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Of no, course. that makes total sense. And I think that's a really cool niche that you've put yourself into. I mean building one-off guitars yeah um it's it's certain i'm i'm guessing it's not the most lucrative way to make a bunch of guitars but it's you know it, it's a it's definitely a passion project for you no it's it's not the most lucrative just ask my wife turn out loud <laughs> she's working her tail off to support this crazy habit of mine uh yeah no, and it, by the way curly shadua was actually um a a star second baseman in 1922 in in uh the in the uh, texas sandys baseball team <laughs> of course he was i mean uh, <laughs> that's great anyway sorry well, welcome to our world yeah so i mean you asked me like what do i like to build the most like i have i'll build most of what people want but i'll be honest like i typically like to build my designs yeah like I have a double cut and a single cut, and then I have an offset double cut and single cut. And, and I, I like to stay in that space. And for me, it's building the same four type of guitars isn't boring because I'm always trying to use different stuff. Yeah. I'm always trying to to you know, change the the look, if you will. And it's kind of dramatic how much I try to change things. I've got a, I've got this crazy guitar. And if you go to my Instagram, you'll see it. Like I think one of my most recent posts was me working on this thing where I was marrying the the neck to the body, but it, it looks like an X. I, that's how I would loosely describe it. And I literally thought of that guitar one night. It's like one of those deals where I was like, huh, I wonder if I could do that. And I just started like a little sketch on a napkin for crying out loud and on a piece of paper towel, probably. And I was like, you know, let me draw it out. And I always draw all my guitars out full scale. Like I get, you know, my kids always have some type of a poster board need. So you, instead of running to target at, at, at uh, you know, 10 PM the night before something's due, I always have a nice supply of poster boards around. So I always draw out a full scale version of these things. And, and I drew it out. I'm like, I think I could make this work. And what I was thinking the whole time when I was doing it was, is, I've never seen, or maybe I've seen it and forgot it. I don't know, but I have another buddy. And I think I mentioned this before that he, he's a, he makes knives and 
he makes a lot of Damascus stuff. I'm like, that would be really cool if I could do a leg rest that this guy forges out of like a really cool Damascus and makes a cool Damascus pick guard for this thing. I've never seen anything like that. So what's cool about being a guitar builder is like you can draw something on a napkin. Next thing you know, you're knee deep in making the darn thing, which is fun, man. Like that's, that's the cool thing about it. Like I try to pick something like that every year for myself just to see if I can do it kind of weird thing. And yeah, that's this year's crazy experiment. <laughs> close. Well, that was going to be one of my next questions is, do you ever keep any of them for yourself? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have, uh, I, I, I've got a handful. Like the first time I did my double cut version, it was a, and it's way back in my, my Instagram. Now it's probably one of my most popular guitars. It was, it, you had mentioned, uh, that fella earlier with the, the hollow body. I think he's saying his name was Steven. Yes. From honey, honey tea. Yes. So I did something like that with, with flame maple probably, I don't know, like three years ago or whatever. And I, I did it because it was another one of those things. I'm like, man, you could really make the flames into maple do something really cool. And then if you added a burst on top of it, I was like, I could really make that look like a sun for, and I always call it a, like a sunburst, but I could actually make it look like a sun. And so of course I had like this yellow literal sunburst double cut. That thing is incredible. Yeah. I've seen photos of that. That is pretty spectacular. It's, it's ridiculous. It almost looks like a spider web. Yeah, it, it does. And, and I always wanted, you know, I love single pickup guitars cause I just think it's cool. Uh, I just think they always look cool when you see someone with a single pickup guitar, but I always wanted a single P90 and a double cut, like a, you know, like an old junior. And, and I made it and I made it look as friggin' cool as I possibly could. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So that's, that's one of the ones that I have kept. And I, I've got like my first full telly that I made. And then I've got the time when I said, wow, I finally made a, a full telly that's actually good. Uh, so I've got a couple of those also. I mean, the first one probably weighs as much as a Les Paul for crying out loud, but, <laughs> but it's awesome. I, I love it. And I'll never do anything with it. You know what I mean? It's even got a kill switch because I was throwing everything in that first build that I thought I needed and I didn't need any of it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Jared, I think you were uh, yes, I, raising your hand I, online. I do. Um, I want to know like, who your early guitar influences are like, like who, who, who were they that really got you into guitar? Got me into guitar. Uh, Oh man. I I don't know if it's early. I mean, I, I immediately think of college when I think of, you know, that's when you're mostly influenced. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, first people that come to mind is who? Yeah. So, when I first saw Dinosaur Jr. in concert, <laughs> and oh, I yeah. and I still have the 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 damage in my ears, I think from that moment, uh, you know, with Jay Maskus playing and Lou Barlow just being nuts and Murph on the drums, seeing that band, but just being completely enthralled with Jay Maskus and what he could do and barely move around the stage, I, I was I was hooked. Uh, Kim Thale from Soundgarden, uh, there was just something about his mm-hmm. crazy tunings and stuff that he did uh, and, and seeing him in concert was awesome. But 
what got me to even, so I, I'll tell you how I got my first guitar. I, I played drums at, up to that point. And I had this, you know, Slingerland five piece set in my, in my dorm room that my neighbors hated. And, and long story short, I, I finally said, screw it. I took it to a pawn shop in Philadelphia. I think it was ninth street music at the time and traded in my drums. And I got a, what was it? An 86 Les Paul custom that was like that cranberry red. What I thought was really cool about it because I hadn't seen it. it. It might even have been an after mod. I'm not sure. Uh, it had a fine tuned back bridge on it. And I, I don't know if I've ever been happier in my life than when I came home with that stinking guitar, which I wish I, I don't know. Can we all say that, that there's a certain guitar oh, that yeah. you still yeah. had? Yeah. God, if I could find that thing, I don't care what would be wrong with it. I, I'd, I'd want it back. Uh, That's but, yeah. that, that before you go any further, just uh, so that one is yours. Tony, what's yours? I would say it was my first real guitar, which was a 66 Jaguar. That one we heard from the belly too. right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that was a, it was a pawn shop find in Youngstown, Ohio yeah. for $175. You don't feel <laughs> so bad now, do you, Ty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared? Um, a Harmony, but that was a half-pint guitar, um, a Sears Roebuck piece of junk, and then I I bought my first real Gibson SG. It was a 1974 SG standard for five hundred dollars, nineteen ninety six, and it was in almost mint condition. Ugh. Wow. Yep. I want all of those guitars. I want them. <laughs> right. I want that back too, but it got the headstock got um, crushed by a, a light, a stage light. Ugh. I wasn't smart enough to keep it in the case before I went on stage. <laughs> when I was younger, so <laughs> I paid the price. Todd, uh, it would be I had an '84 uh, Les Paul Studio ah, that uh, yes. I I really did. That have the uh, binding on the neck? No, it didn't have binding anywhere. Okay, uh, and it was some of the it there was are wine some stain, and uh, right. it was it was a it was just like a work. It was working. It was a working. Yeah. guitar and it wasn't it wasn't ridiculously heavy also which was kind of nice um but i have a friend who had literally the consecutive he had the next guitar after mine oh that's cool mine ended in eight five or no i can't it well we determined i can't remember exactly what it was but we determined it was like they were right next, next to number. each other which the odds of that are astronomical <laughs> that's really cool yeah anyways uh so, so yes please continue yeah uh so getting that guitar, of course, you know, you, you have those heroes that you asked about, like those people that influenced you. But that was the same era of, of you know, seeing Nirvana on every channel that you could actually watch, you know, when you the, the few channels that you got in college. And watching Kurt Cobain play is how I learned because, like, I'm not – like, I can hear something and figure it out. But, like, watching him play, being a lefty – him being a lefty, me being a righty, I'm a visual learner. So I, all I had to do was mirror everything he was doing, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, we like, talked about that on our last episode that, uh, as you know, left-handed learning from someone who plays left-handed, it's, it is like looking in a mirror and yeah, the it, great Kurt Cobain and, yeah, and Dave like, Grohl and Dave Grohl. Yes. Like I could, I could oh, watch yeah. that and I'm like, I didn't know what the notes were called. I didn't know any of that stuff, but 
I knew enough to make noise, man. And it was, I was in, I was hooked at that point. That was it. <laughs> Can you still p- play the, uh, smells like teen spirit? Open yeah, air? I think I think uh, that's one of the few songs all my kids can insist on playing also. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, the guitars that you do make, um, when you get your seven filled out, are, are you accounting for like full on customs or are you sticking to your just kind of like the models that you have developed that you are sort of known for? Yeah. So I like it, it's interesting when. When someone wants a guitar, you know, they typically have a pretty good idea what they want. Now, I, I do have my four models. If I am talking to someone and and, and they're describing a, you know, a, a PRS and they basically want me to build them a PRS, I typically suggest to them, you need to buy a PRS. <laughs> right, right. And, and because that's, I'm not building duplicates. Like I, I can't, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, I, if I'm going to do something like that, it's going to be my own version of it. So right. typically people will pick one of the models that I have. Uh, and I say typically, uh, normally at least one person a year, a repeat customer says, hey, man, I'd really like this. And it's tough for me to say no. Uh, I'll find a way to do it. Uh, in fact, I'm hoping someone picks like a Jaguar or a Mustang or something pretty soon <laughs> because I'd love, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to try to make one. Uh, but that being said, they typically stick to that. And, and the way it works for me is like I, I, when I take a deposit, if you will, uh, that accounts for what you want, it, meaning I want the craziest master grade, grade quilted top you can find done. Like that's part of the cost. Like right. that's, that's included. Uh, I want, uh, obviously I can't get Brazilian rosewood, but I might, uh, let me see what I can do. Uh, I, I want pale moon ebony. All right, let me, I think I can find that. I got a guy. Uh, I'll find those things and then we go from there. Uh, and whatever it costs is in addition to that is just them picking out what hardware they want, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't, if they want, I think I saw one of your, your things recently where you were comparing the, the Duesenberg trim, the less trim to, to something else. Like if they want a Duesenberg trim, I'll, I'll, I'll get one. If, if they want, there's a, a great uh, parts builder. He, his, uh, his name is Harris. I can't pronounce his last name. He's out of Greece. It's Halon guitar parts, I believe, or Halon instruments out of Greece. Huh. Uh, he, makes like the coolest stuff. And I just got, it's so funny. Like when you talk to these, you know, like these small builders like me that are in these different areas, I told him, I said, I want a, a cool old telly, you know, a, a telly ashtray, but I don't want it to be relic to the point that it's been under the sea. And I don't want it to look like you just smeared some type of chemical on it. Like it's gotta be somewhere in the, in the middle. And the, the dude gave me exactly what I was looking for. You, you know what I mean? So it's doing cool stuff like that. I'll, I'll include that. Like that's all, that's all in addition to the, to the deposit that people make. And then it's, I get those people all get paid immediately. And and then I go, man. And then it typically the only thing that takes any time is people determining what color they want. Does that sound weird? You know, because if I'm using all the, these crazy figured woods, you know, whether it be flame maple or quilted maple or something else, Typically, they say, I want it to look like this. And what they're showing me might be a different kind of wood. And getting that color is going to be 
darn difficult. But that's normally the, the biggest back and forth is when it comes to coloring type of options. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty painless. And I always include a mono case because, once again, it ensures that it's going to get there in, in one piece. And, and uh, yeah, and then they never have to get rid of it. I always tell everyone I sell a guitar to, too, if you ever want to sell it, reach out to me first. I'll pay you what you paid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not bad. What uh, uh, what type of finishes are you using? So uh, I'm weird with this one, man. And, and there's so many. It's I think you guys understand. In the guitar world, there's so many things that this is the way that it has to be. I I this I don't know. Why. <laughs> yeah, this is the way. Uh, so I'm pretty simple as far as that is concerned. And what I mean by simple is is I I try to follow the. Are you familiar with Ken Parker? Ken Parker, he does the archtop guitars now. He he did like the the Parker flies. Oh yeah. yeah, he developed those. So he doesn't he does nothing but like these really cool archtops now. And I, I look, looked up to see how he was doing, you know, his finishing process. And I I mirrored the same thing. Like he does a grain fill with a two part epoxy, and uh, and most of that gets just sanded back, where the only thing that is is left is you know the the epoxy in the pores and i use an oil finish man that's it it's it's an oil finish on all my guitars because i can sand to or polish to typically to ten thousand or twenty thousand which is you know like basically rubbing paper on the wood at that point which leaves it really satiny to begin with you add oil and it gets kind of semi-gloss and i'm good I like a natural finish. Even when people say, I want a nice light nitro. No, I'm not your guy. You might mm-hmm. need someone else. What uh, what type of oil finishers are you using? Yeah, so I've done several different things. I've even made my own. Uh, the, the one that I like the most right now, because I liked it better than the one that I made, uh, is, <laughs> this is going to sound funny. It's by Walrus Oil is the name of the company, and it's called Furniture Butter. Ah. <laughs> And, and it's a mixture of, of several different oils and it's all natural stuff. Uh, meaning you could probably eat it. I wouldn't, but <laughs> over time it, it hardens up. Well, I mean, it is called butter. So I bet you could put it on toast. You could put it on. I mean, you can't, what can't you put on toast for kind of, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's just leaves me the perfect finish for me. Like when I'm done, like it, I feel great about it. Like I don't, I maybe that's why I'm the weird builder and why I'm not the best builder for everyone. And I'm saying that with all honesty, because I won't do a nitro guitar. I won't Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's going to be finished the way that I think is the coolest. And if I don't think it's cool, I'm probably not going to do it. And it's probably not going to work out. It's not you. It's me kind of deal. That's yeah. how we break up. <laughs> and do you find that it's more difficult to do things like sunbursts with, with that type of finish or are yeah. you, getting used no, to a, rubbing it on not at all because I, I use uh, <laughs> another funny thing. i think a lot of builders use this I, I don't know what the other companies use but i use angelus leather dye as my like catalyst for for doing the different dyes it's a spirit-based dye mm-hmm. so i can dilute it with like denatured alcohol or something and once it penetrates into the wood and eaten you can get you know get the finish you know pretty even it's pretty dummy proof to be perfectly honest with you uh, if I do anything, I'll do like a, a couple of like late, like mist coats of like a sanding sealer just to lock the color in before I do a grain fill and, and it never comes up. 
Mm-hmm. I've never had it like come up through the oil or through the finish or anything. So once it's locked in, it's locked in. It's great. So nice. Yeah. Angelus leather dye. I think they use a lot of that stuff. Like the, all the kids are dyeing their sneakers these days. I use it for guitars. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Perfect. Well, uh, Ty, this is, uh, it's, it's always fun to listen to how somebody does things, how learn how, um, one goes about their craft, what inspires them. It's been fascinating learning about the things that you do, what inspires you, how you go about said things, making cool things, and all the other things. Uh, <laughs> Lots of things. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the floor is yours. Any final thoughts for you? Yeah. You know, I'd be, it would be wrong of me not to mention some of the other knuckleheads that do what I do that, that, I don't take a lot of influence from a lot of other guitar builders, but there's a handful that I just think make really, really cool stuff. Uh, there's this guy out at California. Actually, he's in, he's outside of Seattle. Uh, Brian Farnsworth of Farnsworth Guitars. Uh, it's a, another dude in his shop that's just putting out really, really cool guitars. And everyone he makes, I swear he gets better. Like he's, he's doing amazing things. Uh, there's this dude out of Canada, Les Godfrey. Godfrey guitars. And this guy is a, he's a genius, man. He's studied with some of the amazing people to, to build guitars and has traveled all over the world. He even does like hollow necks, which oh, wow. I, I wouldn't even know. I, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain that. And, and I don't care to, but this dude is doing amazing things. And I guess I'd probably say Tom Sands. He's an acoustic builder. He's pretty well known. Like he's, he's studied that with Irvin Samaji. I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's name uh, out of California, but Tom Sands does amazing guitars and, and they're all acoustic and his design and style is just ridiculous, man. And I think what I appreciate about, appreciate about each of those guys is they actually share with the world what they're doing and I don't think a lot of guitar builders like to do that for some weird reason. I don't know why that is. It's like there's like a secret sauce that we're supposed to to keep secret. And, and these dudes put it out there, man. And, and I appreciate that because the more people that are doing this, it's just so much fun. I want everyone to build stinking guitars, man. I want you goofballs to come over to my house. Let's build something. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys showed up in Chicago this weekend, I'll figure it out. We'll make something before you leave. <laughs> we will, like we'll earmark that challenge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honest to God, I'll let you can go through the, 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 the famous wood library that every builder has. Right. And you can say, Oh wait, what is this? And I, I won't know, but we'll figure it out. We'll make something. <laughs> out of it. Love it. That's right. Tony. Yes, Todd. I think it's about time. You got the keys? I always have the keys. All right. Let's hop in the old El Camino and head down to Jared's place. He's got somewhere to take us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for arriving in the awesome old El Camino that goes bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Time to play the game. Would you rather? Today's Would You Rather is from Great Lakes. Guitar pickups. A new Pooba member we have. That's correct. Great to have you on. Should we clean uh, that? So would you rather? So you're walking down the street and you're offered tickets to see the last concert KISS will play on their tour in December at Madison Square Garden, of course. The KISS. Ah. The 
the, the real, kiss. The, the real yes. deal. Well, which Not guitar player? That, but you <laughs> happen to have a VIP package Ooh. passes to meet the band. So you're going to meet the real deal band. Nice. It also just happens that you found someone who uh, two early Kiss guitars. Let me reread that. It just so happens that you found and somehow own two early Kiss guitars made by Luthier Charles Loblu. Lobu, Lobu, Le Bleu, Le Bleu, Le Bleu. These guitars have been missing in action for decades. A Gene Simmons Le Bleu case bass looks like a double cut Melody Maker bass. Oh, yeah. He lovingly played from the beginning through the Destroyer era. And Paul Stanley, his black offset Le Bleu Flying V. With the upper part shorter than the lower. Black with binding and block inlays and three by three headstock. Ah, Albert King. Okay. Paul's V was stolen just before the recording of Kiss's second album. During the meet and greet, just before getting a to personally uh, meet them, so before you meet them, because I can't read. You overhear that Gene and Paul would eventually find their replacement musicians to carry the band into the future. So, would you rather? A. Sell the guitars back to Gene and Paul. Name your price. And you have to say how much. Or, fulfill Gene or Paul's desire for you to replace one of them, playing their historic guitars, earning fame and fortune. As the band's newest replacement? So which one are you going to do? You're going to sell the guitars and make a quick fortune? Or are you going to join Kiss and actually be the new guys dressed up in paint, wearing all the glam and the high-heeled or the high-platform whatever? Boots. That's right. <laughs> the boots. He gave up on... I on couldn't finish. Just, the last word, I gave up on it. And I just said... The boots! <laughs> Shoes, boots. Okay, uh, so let's let's uh, let's re- resummate th- this challenge. Okay, Tony, so if I understand correctly, you, meaning whoever's going to answer, owns two early Kiss guitars that have been out of circulation for a long, long time. Yep. And the boys want to get get a new band together. And you have two options. You can sell them back their original guitars for a pretty penny. Or you can become the newest KISS member. Do you have to play those particular guitars? No. Um, it's either, you know, sell the two guitars and name your price, so like three million bucks or whatever, or you become a part of the actual KISS. Ah, okay. All right. I think You're we understand man. that. Yeah. Okay. Tony, what are you doing? I am selling the guitars back to the boys. I do not look good in black and white makeup. <laughs> and, you know, I'm of a certain age. Actually, I'm, yeah, I guess those guys are. Oh, you're a, a hair certain age, than, all right. They're a hair older than me. But, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't work well in spandex. No, that nobody no. wants to see don't, that. Don't get a don't get that picture out of your mind, Tom. Yeah, 
And, and don't you have to say how much you're going to sell them for? Wasn't that part of the deal? It's a pretty penny. Yeah. How much? I'm going to sell them for $35,000 each. How's that sound? Wow. Wow, you're a cheap date. Well, you know, I was going to say a dollar because, you know, it would be cool to get them back their original instruments. But, right. You know, they wouldn't care. No. They would just say, hey, thanks for the guitar, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Jared. Um, let's see. Be a part of being the Kiss Band and inherit all the goodies that come with the backstage antics and all the good stuff that they were known to do back in the day. Of course, I wouldn't be married anymore. <laughs> but if it were to Sounds like a win-win. <laughs> if it were today, at this point in my life, I would just name my price, which would be $5 million for each guitar. Oh, you're crazy. They wouldn't pay and, that kind of money for that. Well, the thing said pay your price. It said name your price, I mean. It yeah. said name your price. That's the yeah. price, and that's what well, you Well, see, get. I'm a nice that's guy. It. I'm going to give them both a deal, and they'll Five remember me. Bucks might be nothing to them, especially to Mr. Billionaire Paul Stanley. Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, the other guy. Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'll definitely take the payout. And I want to speak for Great Lakes pickups, uh, guitar pickups. He would, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm 100% sure that he would join the band. So since he wrote the Would You Rather, I'm going to speak for him. And and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but yeah, you're going to join the band. I know that. So. Okay. <sighs> well... No. What about you, old Chu? We're going to find out from Ty first. Ah. Oh, yeah. You want to leave Ty? You know, I, like, I wanted an option C. Like, I was thinking, like, can I sneak away with the guitars? But it's not really an option. Uh, you can't. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm going to sell them at a, a similar to earlier. I think I'm going to try to sell them back at a reasonable price. I'm not going to join the band. I honestly, like it's like you don't want to meet your heroes kind of thing. Like I, I don't think I would ever find myself worthy with those gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, I tried to sell them back. I, I, I would probably go in the ballpark of the, the 30 to 35. But then again, I was also thinking if you did say 5 million each, like you had mentioned Todd, or someone had mentioned Jared, I, I honestly, like they might say no. And then I get to keep them anyways. So that might that might be it. I think I'm going to go five million a piece, and they're going to say no. We're not paying that money. <laughs> ah, no, they won't. That's a clever twist. But no, I like no. I like the fact your initial response was to be reasonable. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that was the initial response. I really want the guitars, though. Ah, <laughs> but you could always build them. <laughs> I know, I know, but it, but it's not those guitars. I know? I know. <laughs> Todd, I mean, I. Th- I remember, you know, I've seen them a bunch of times. I remember them as a kid. Like, I would want, I would want the the curtain to drop, and I would want to experience that, and I would want to be like playing. What would your design be? <sighs> your makeup design. Well, ooh, well, yeah, but they're replacing. 
No, you don't have no. When they yeah, replace guitar players, they change no, their makeup. They they did they don't like Star entirely. Man. Yeah, because they got away from that because it didn't work out so well. Yes, so wow. um, yeah, I think that would be really really fantastic. Just you know, even if it was for just one show. Okay, so who are you going to replace? It. Well, not Paul. Are you kidding me? Nobody can replace that guy, right? Um, Your tongue isn't nearly long enough for Gene. Well. <laughs> I, you're, I don't know. I guess I guess it'd have it would have to be replacing. Well, well, you can't replace any of them. That's the problem. I just want to go on stage. Don't put me in that corner. Okay, okay, okay. I back off. He's he's, 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 he's having an attack. I think I could, attack. I think I could do a pretty good G now. Okay. Yeah, stomp around. That'd be great. That'd be cool. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be, why not? Right? Why not? I wouldn't have the pressure of going like, oh my God, I can't mess up the solo. I, I just have to point a lot and you, like and stomp around. It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. They're so great live. I mean, uh, it's it's great. Uh, that was a very clever one, Mr. Mr. Man. Thank you for uh, sending that out to us. Uh, You're welcome, Todd. Yeah, you bet. Tony... We need to thank a few people. Yes, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, an executive producer makes this show possible. And many of you out there might be wondering how you can become an executive producer. Well, it's very simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron right. of this very podcast, and make it possible. That's, That's all. Right. That's what it's all about. Uh, each level comes with some really, really nice thank you gifts and uh, I, I, opportunities to win great stuff. It's just incredible. But there's one thing more, Jared. What is that? Get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Helverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall. Sorry, Brett. I couldn't hear what you said. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, I'll have to speak a little louder, I guess, miss. Uh, I think I left off with Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, and James Bell. Oh, and James Romer. Indeed. Thank you. Well, well, well. Well, Todd, there's more, though. Mm. Every time you interrupt, and I have to remind you. Sorry. I want you to start listening to these podcasts. (laughs) So special, special thing. There's another group of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. These are the top of the heap, the creme de la creme. Okay. And they wear a fez upon their head whilst listening like to it. the podcast. That's right. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Iguereda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups. That's right. Hicks Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, 
Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, and Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Thank you all. Uh, Ty, where can people find the things that you do, and how can they get one of the things that you do? Guitars, that is. Yeah, uh, probably Instagram is probably the best place to find me, at Shock the Fox. Uh, I mean, even if you go to my website, even my cell phone numbers on my website. So if people want to find me, they can find me. I'm not trying to hide or anything. But uh, yeah, getting one of my guitars, I think for 2023, it's not going to be that good a chance. I might have one that I'll throw out to the public. But yeah, I guess 2024 is going to be the time for you. All right. So and people need to if that is what they want to do, they're going to be uh you'll let them know so maybe i would do you have a uh like a newsletter or something or yeah no i i actually announce it on on instagram i mean that's why i always tell people instagram is the best place to to find out and and when i announced it this year wasn't that long after that before it was full which is always weird man yeah (laughs) indeed all right. Well, that's something that we all need to keep in mind. Uh, Tony, how yes. about yourself? Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the wares that I have available for sale. I, too, am a one-man operation, so uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> and uh, shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do. I'll make something special for you. I have a project for you. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, my. For Gibson Custom. I like Gibson Custom. So let's see here, Jared. Uh, yeah. So uh, get a hold of me, jared.allen.brandon.com. My stupid pictures on the thing. So that, that's me. And send me a message, and we can talk about guitars and all the fun stuff. I like it. Dig it. All right. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. You can DM me on Instagram, at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you, find out what you're up to. Uh, share a cool story with us. Tell us what your would-you-rather would be. Um, we've been getting some really good ones in, so this has been a lot of fun. And um, please check out flinteffects.com. Get uh, some protection on those knobs for your favorite uh, multi, um, multi-effects unit. What about the Valentinos? And the Valentinos. We're, dro- we're dropping some new singles. More to come on that. Uh, when they do drop, um, I will actually be uh, more um, vocal about that. But right now, it's coming. Okay. There All right, everybody. What effects? Ty, thank you so much for spending time with us. We really enjoyed talking with you, meeting with you, and getting to know more about you. No, thank you, guys. It was really cool. Thank you for what you're doing out there. Keep it up. And uh, if you out there are now inspired to do something as far as building something, some kind of thing, reach out to the people that we have on the shows. They want to talk to you. And and there's a whole community out there for support. But the first thing you got to do is take the step to do it. So get out there and make some stuff, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar week. 
Say hi to me at Nam and subscribe. Yeah. I'm a little more professional. Wow. Uh, more than what you think I am. <laughs> All right. Why All right. am I going to do that? Here we go. Pressure's on Tony. Ah, can you handle it? I can handle it. Your, do- your dogs. There, are you good. are Let's you comfortable, see. Jared? We're, I think we all are now. Let's <laughs> proceed, my friend. What you want can us to play? tee you up? I didn't know you were going to jump right in there. We can tee you up, okay? Yeah, do the El Camino thing. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Jared, Jar. Lolo, Luke, I am your father. Hey, Jared. Can you hear me? How far away are you from the mic? Well, now I've got it pulled almost right up below me. Okay, that's probably as we don't want to get any closer, that's for sure. Okay. Can Um, you put it behind you? (laughs) (laughs) And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.